This is Inside Inkeeping, a podcast from InPartners on the ins and outs of the inkeeping industry. Here's your host, Megan Smith. Hi, this is Megan. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a very lively conversation with Matthew Lovett and Mark Smith from Jumping Rock Photography, which I think you'll truly enjoy. We are covering everything from styling to bedding and lampshades and artwork, and of course, photography and videography. So first, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, bnb.com, who have been with us since the beginning to help us spread these conversations to our industry. Here is a word from Janice Hurley. Then we'll follow with our conversation with Matt and Mark. I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for listening. Bedandbreakfast.com is the world's largest B&B travel site, connecting travelers seeking intimate, one-of-a-kind, and locally-owned accommodations with innkeepers and B&B owners from around the world. Advertise your property on bedandbreakfast.com and meet a whole new world of travelers. I am here today with Matt Lovett and Mark Smith of Jumping Rock Photography, and we are going to talk about many subjects, I have a feeling, but photography is clearly a very important part of inkeeping now based on the traffic I've seen at their booth and the popularity of their presentations here at the conference. So thank you gentlemen so much for joining me today. And I wanna give this audience who might not know you a little bit of your background. So I know you were innkeepers. So why yes. don't you start with that? Thanks for having us. Yes, My thanks. pleasure. It's, it's great to be here. Um, we owned an inn for five years, bought it back in 1999, and we were only innkeepers for five years before, long story, but we got out of that business. And after that, we started a consulting company for a very short period of time, just because locally we were known as having brought the inn that we owned to a really successful place. So people said, how did you do it? And then we decided to be consultants. And that's really what led to the photography business because we found that every time we went to an end, we would look at the website and the first thing we would say is, you need new pictures. That's the most important thing you can do right now is get new pictures. And then their question would be, who do I get the pictures from? And there were very few choices out there yeah. at the time to do pictures. And there were no teams like styling photography teams. So we found that we just kind of filled that need. And before you knew it, we had so many people coming to us for just photography, we had no time to do any consulting. And we realized as we were looking at all these websites, how incredibly important photography was. And the ends that were the most successful had terrific pictures. So that's how we got into this business. This, our Jumping Rocks business started in 2004, and now it's 2017. So um, that's 13 years. So when you were already a photographer, you yes. had that skill. Had yes. you been a professional photographer or a hobbyist? I had been, I, had, I was a professional artist and I worked in commercial photography. Okay. So I sort of had a creative background and then I was actually an agent for photographers. Okay. But I had photography skills with a more fine art. And then I had the innkeeping background. So it was kind of combining commercial photography, art photography, and innkeeping. And I think that's why you all stand out, because you have that artistic flair to your photography. Thanks. And so this business started. You didn't have any time to consult anymore. Right. 
you were partners. Did you approach that new business the way you approached innkeeping? So how did you transition from being innkeepers together to consultants together to running this business? Yes. And um, and Matthew was the photographer, so he had those skills. And I had skills that I really kind of honed at the inn as far as interior design because we redecorated all the rooms at the inn when we were there. So I'm the stylist. So I'll go into the room and kind of set the room up and kind of make it look experiential is really what we do that I think is kind of a special in the hospitality world. So a real estate photographer takes pictures of spaces the same way we do, but the pictures are very different. The intention is very different. So we're trying to create a, you know, an experiential picture that shows there's something happening in this space, not just the space, you know. It's much more emotional. And he uses props to do that. And then I use composition and lighting. Like I'll use a lot of artificial lighting, which can replicate time of day. So it kind of feels like you know, it's 8 a.m. in the morning and you're drinking your coffee or it's the end of the day and you're having your wine, kind of creating a, a time of day and a point of view and a particular moment through using lighting. And he does the same thing with the props. So we kind of marry our skills through kind of lighting composition, propping. Real estate pictures usually kind of feel like it could be any time of day. You're exactly. describing a space. We want to go beyond describing a space and describe a moment in time and kind of that experience because that creates emotion. It makes people want to stay in that room. Yeah. So who answers the phone and does all the uh, paperwork That's me. and follow-up? That's you. Yeah, and I kind of sell the service. So I do. I used to do all these, uh, you know, presentations at conferences, uh-huh. and um, and because we visited so many inns, I I really think we visited more inns than anybody else because we go so many different places, and you know, it's boom, boom, boom during the busy season. So through doing that, we've learned an awful lot about the hospitality aspect, and having been innkeepers we are more attuned to that hospitality aspect. I think that's also one of the reasons why our business has been so successful because we have the hospitality background. We know what a guest likes to do. If there's a couple chairs out in the backyard that face a river, we know that that's where guests want to be. So we know that's where we create the experiential pictures that sell the end experience. Do you sometimes feel like you do a little consulting where you say to a guest, Always. Um, client, hey, you know, you have these two chairs on your porch. Yes. Why don't you put them down by the river? That's All funny because time. not only that, but we have been places where we have been shooting like a beautiful outdoor space, acres. And we walk out there with the innkeeper and we say, well, where do people sit when they come out here? And there are no chairs. And we've sent them to Home Depot. Sorry, I'm doing a plug for Home Depot. But we've sent them to go and buy Adirondack chairs or some kind of chairs to put out there. Because when you put them out there, people will sit in them. And it creates, um, it creates like, I want to be there. When you, you know, we also prop the outside. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. propping rooms and putting glasses of wine in a room. It's really setting the scene for the landscape so that you can imagine yourself sitting there by the river. If there's nothing there, or a hammock. We've had people hang hammocks. We actually still offer light consulting. I think our clients that work with us, what they like about us is that we offer a lot more than just photography because we have that background. And we've seen so many places yeah. and people are always saying, what amenities have you seen? What's the new thing? Exactly. Yes. Um, what do you think about this paint color? What do you think about this furniture? Even at the show here, we've, we've met with people on new bedding. There's a million questions people ask us and we usually have a pretty unique perspective because we've been so many places. Well, last night at dinner, I was with, I think, four in-keeping couples, and our conversation topic was how everybody went home after last year's conference and changed their pillows after the presentation. <laughs> oh, that's that you right. Did about yeah. lining the pillows up. Oh, yeah. So um, 
I think there's a there's a lot of directions to go with this conversation. I think a good place to start because we do have prospective innkeepers listening as well as current innkeepers. So let's talk about a person that's going to buy an inn and say they're a prospective innkeeper and they need to do a budget for what they're going to invest in and beyond looking at the inn. They've got to look at their website. They have to look at their resources. So if you have somebody coming in as a new innkeeper, where do you tell them to set their priorities as far as photography and their website? Well, I would say the one of the very first things you should do is get pictures. And you know, a lot of people put this off and say, I want to wait until I have everything redone before I get pictures. In the meantime, they have terrible pictures and they've lost all the business and revenue that they could have been collecting and then using to buy great stuff for their rooms. So, I mean, if I were to... Uh, Maybe a more modest photo shoot to start if you're not exactly. finished. Like you can approach it with, instead of a huge shoot where you do everything, you shoot something for great homepage pictures at least. Exactly. So there's two ways you can go. Like Matthew said, if we're talking about budget and we're talking about I don't want to do a huge shoot before, let's say it's a new innkeeper, before I put my stamp on the inn, I want to redo everything. But in the meantime, you need to have something. So you can either you know, get a photographer. There's a few great photographers in the business. You can get one of those photographers to come in and just do what Matthew said, homepage pictures. So a beautiful room shot, a beautiful exterior, some food, a common room, like a really spectacular common room shot, and maybe another room or a bathroom or something, just to give you a small handful of pictures so that at least your homepage drew people more into the website. Uh, and you could also use those for press and directories and things it's like that. It's not an all or nothing situation. It's very good to put your toe in the water, hire a professional, even for the smallest amount you can afford as you're starting out, and it will make an impact. And you'll, you'll see a return on it quite quickly, even if you're not done. Sometimes what we do is encourage people to take a room and sort of put their stamp on it. If, let's say you've been in it for a month. Take a room, put the kind of bedding that you're sort of aspiring to, and maybe change the lampshades and declutter the room. And then get a professional to come in and take some pictures. And then at least you sort of have a place where you're going. And, and that's a good way to start as well. I want to accentuate a point you made earlier because so often now you hear people say, oh, I'll just take a picture with my iPhone. You know, oh, these new portrait settings on the iPhone 10 are so fabulous. But what you said about lighting and making it experiential, what time of day you can make it be morning, you can make it be evening, that's so important beyond everything else about hiring a professional. But that right there, no one knows how to do with their Mm -hmm. iPhone. And those pictures aren't going to work. You have to really have professionally lit photography. Yeah, maybe every photo on your website does not have to create a time of day and be that level of like an emotional connection. But it's important to have your best rooms, your homepage pictures, your main uh, pictures on your bedandbreakfast.com page or your whatever's on your booking engine, you need to have some pictures like that uh, to start, I believe. And it's funny because I think that people, when they look at a picture, a lot of times innkeepers will look at a picture and what they notice, they think they notice, is the propping that I do. That's my aspect. They think they notice that and that's why the picture feels romantic or the picture feels optimistic. But they don't realize that subconsciously they're really responding mostly to Matthew's lighting. Because it's not something that you notice, like it's not in your face, but you just feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's so incredibly important. And you really can't replicate that unless you have the lighting equipment. If you have any views, if you want to try to show up an indoor, outdoor, everybody knows how horribly difficult this is unless you have lighting. Because you have to try to balance the interior lighting with the exterior so that you can see both of those spaces at the same time. And I would encourage you to hire a hospitality photographer that specializes in small lodging. Because it's very different, even than the folks that do big hotels. And there's a number of people you can find that could be near you. But 
we're often spending time reshooting the work of someone who's not a specialist. So find a specialist in that business rather than a generalist or even an architectural photographer. Find someone who specializes in shooting hospitality properties because it's a different type of photography. And we've seen so many times where someone said, oh, I have a nephew and he's graduating college in photography, so he, he's got all the equipment and he can do it. It's, you know, the technical aspect is an important part of it, but it is not the most important part of it. The most important part is the feeling and the mood that you're creating that makes people respond to the picture and act on that picture. And it's something they don't really know how to do. Well, what's that saying? A picture says a thousand words. Yeah. I mean, that's for me as a previous innkeeper, just looking at the photography now versus in 98 when I probably took most of my photography and yes. never took any more because, you know, I wasn't very smart. Um, <laughs> you know, I look at what you have now, I think, oh my goodness, the opportunities I missed. Our food was so fabulous at our inn. We were known for that. And I had horrible. Food photography. I think I took the pictures of the food. You know, I mean, really. So I think yeah, I'm sitting here right now looking at one of your postcards of this food that I just want to go eat. It's so beautiful. So why don't you talk a little bit about food photography as well? Yeah, food photography has really become more and more important with the rise of Instagram and oh, yeah. and with also things just like popular the culture. The food, food network, network celebrity is, chefs. Uh, the food network is like in the top ten cable channels now. People just. Think about food. Food drives people's travels in a way it didn't do that when you had your own. No. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different ball game. So food has become more and more important. Well, and I think that food is something that is the most accessible to a non-professional because it's small scale. You don't have to worry so much about having lighting. And we always use natural light. And Matthew at his presentation showed you how you can take a really beautiful food shot just using natural light and some very simple equipment you can buy for under you know twenty dollars. It's also important to kind of round out the experience of being at the inn. I mean, it's a bed and breakfast, and so many places we see don't even have a breakfast page. They don't address that really important part of the experience. There's a lot of uh, action in the vacation rental market these days, mm -hmm. and they don't offer food service typically. And it's one of those things that can really differentiate in your community. If you're in a, a tourist community and there's an Airbnb, I mean, that's how you're gonna differentiate yourself and support your rates, or against a hotel. So uh, people forget how important that is to support your rights with pictures. I actually did an interview this morning with Airbnb, and they were saying that inns that put photos out of their breakfast, you know, really book more than the inns that don't because it's differentiating them right. from the other listings. And I, I mean, I know this is a silly little anecdote, but my husband goes to Springfield. Illinois every week for business and he stays at a lesser hotel because he likes breakfast. And Interesting. I, so people make those decisions and to have a gorgeous photograph of breakfast and maybe a recipe next to it or yeah. something and people want to go home and try to replicate what you made for breakfast although it never tastes never tastes as good when you may try to make somebody else's recipe at home when you get home from an inn <laughs> but it's nice to try and kind of bring that memory back. I'm Allison Crumpton, owner and founder of Whitestone Marketing. And together with my husband, Scott Crumpton, we launched Whitestone Marketing in 1994. And as such, we were the first internet marketing agency for boutique lodging properties. Today, we service a discerning clientele. Our approach, our work, our customer service is for those who appreciate and need high-touch, customized service and not a turnkey, one-size-fits-all system. We specialize in brand design, both web and print, expert consultation, and the handling of all digital marketing needs on a monthly basis for high-end lodging properties. 
Our niche is in the 5 to 30 room market, and we have owned that space for the last 25 years. As a Whitestone Marketing client, you are teamed with experts in the field of hospitality. Our account managers all have an excess of a decade of relevant experience, ensuring you will always have top talent handling your account. So I want to talk a little bit because I think with the popularity of YouTube and videos in every point of culture that we have now, what do you recommend about photography versus video? Well, I always say that you should use video when you need video to tell the story. So, for example, if you're at an inn and it's in an out-of-the-way location, but there's a lot of great things to do around there, like biking or canoeing or horseback Mm -hmm. riding, those things lend themselves to video you know, much more than interior photography. We've rarely seen videography of interiors that can in any way measure up to still photography of interiors because of the lighting. In order to get like a beautiful video of an interior, you have to have such incredible light power constant light power like they use in in motion pictures in movies Mm -hmm. it's really and also the expectations because people are exposed to such incredible quality in movies and video and television they expect to see that in a video that's going to cost you you know one twentieth of what it costs you know for a movie or whatever or much we can bring those production values because that's how they movies actually they use lighting to create a place and time and moment to tell a story and it's storytelling with light and that's what movie making really is and cinematography we can replicate that with still photography very easily. There are no ends that can afford that level of cinematography for their video. So you'll get a more basic video and it will feel flatter. The really important word to the wise is a lot of ends got caught up in this videography thing. Like we have to have a video and we would look at their photography and it would be so lackluster and they would spend three times more getting a video or two when they should have addressed the real nuts and bolts and the bread and butter which is the stills of the rooms. When you go to a website, go to the homepage, the number one place you go is the rooms page. And if you have a compelling story to tell, like even a chef cooking or, or making a signature drink, that can be that's a wonderful thing to video. But you may not need a videographer. Do a iPhone or a cell phone video and that will be compelling to your guest because it is a compelling story. User generated content or even guest generated content can be great videos. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be hard to do it with stills. But also, can't you take a series of stills and make them into a video? You can do that as well. Uh, it's not a slideshow, but a, sort of like a slideshow, but a, a video. We sometimes had to do that when I was at the state of Vermont, where we'd be lacking a summer scene of a video we were trying to do. And we'd say, well, let's put in some yes. photos. And if you kind of fade in or fade out, you, you can make it dynamic. Burns, like the Ken Burns movies. Yes. Yeah, PBS. Exactly. Well, he does beautiful things with historical photos. You can do that with stills as well. So there, there's a lot of things you can do with stills. I still think video is a great thing to have, but I think it's not fundamental. It's maybe down the road, it's a good thing to look into, but not ever of interiors, really. Yeah. So we have covered a lot of topics in the last 30 minutes or so, but I really, I mean, to have you two right here in the room, I just can't let you go yet. So um, (laughs) I was wondering if there's any other advice or topics you'd like to discuss that you think would benefit our audience for this podcast. What about betting, just that whole idea of betting, Mark? Well, I, as, as in our business, I feel as though if I go into a guest room and it really doesn't have a lot going for it, and the betting is just kind of uh, like a, a quilt, let's say. It's a quilt and some pillow shams. If I remake that bed and I pull the quilt down to the bottom and use it as a something at the foot of the bed and they've got nice white crisp sheets and I can you know kind of fluff the bed up, the bed becomes 
such a statement, such a powerful message in that whole guest room that the transition is amazing. Like we did a whole session last year on before and after, and one of them was really just on betting. It's such a simple thing. So back to the innkeeper who just bought the inn. If you can invest in one thing, I would go betting is first and make it crisp and clean and straightforward and not too frou-frou-y. And the second thing is lampshades, which seems so ridiculous, but you can take an old lamp and put a drum shade on it with a pop of color or something that can really totally change the look of a room. So betting is one of those great returns on investment that you can that you can get. Also, I think when I go into a room and take a picture, I'm the photographer, I look at the bed as the face of the room. It's sort of like taking a when you do a portrait of a person, the bed is the face and the room is the body. So you know, that's where your eye goes immediately is the bed. That's in every guest room shot. So the bed is so, so important. And before you ever bring a photographer in, think about that bed. You know, go to Pinterest, do research, go on Instagram, go on the internet, find out what, what you want your style to be. And that is, come, come to a conference like this and talk to linen experts. It is so important to have that fundamental, beautiful bed so you can get a great picture of it. You kind of have to do it one step at a time. Bed, photograph, website, success. Yeah, well, and I agree. And I think after I heard you all speak last year, I was decorating a home, a new home I had purchased. And I ended up spending less, but getting such a better look because I didn't do the shams. I didn't, I did it. They're expensive. They're expensive. I did the pillows lined up the way you sort of showed in the the photography with the crisp white pillowcases. And I did a beautiful piece of fabric at the base of the bed that pulled the whole room together. And I thought, Man, when I was an innkeeper, I spent so much time on those websites. And we had, I was in Vermont, we had that Country Curtains store. You know, I'd be up there pawing through their stuff. And I thought, wow, you know, this is so simple. And, but now we see it, this hotel, we're sitting in a hotel room right now doing this interview and it's white, crisp bedding. But when you walk in, it's so inviting. Yeah. So I think that is a, a great message. And I think a lot of us came out of, homes in suburbia where we had done all this sort of decorating for homes, which isn't what you put in a hospitality. I think I, I tried to replicate my home when I went to my inn and all of a sudden I went, well, this isn't. Yeah, this it's, is, different. it's different. It's about sanitation too. People want it to look clean. Yes. If there are too many decorative pillows on a bed, a few is okay, but too many becomes yeah. a potential cleaning well, issue. Who slept on them? Yeah, yeah, and we don't. And people talk about this more. And they didn't used to talk about this as much, but this has become more of a topic. Mm-hmm. So that's another consideration when you're kind of pulling the whole look of the bed together. What's clean, and also the practicality of cleaning. Yes. And housekeeping and all that stuff. It all comes together and to be something really important that you should do before you bring the photographer in. I think. Well, and you think about another aspect of that, which is more talking about bedding, is um, I can remember innkeepers, you know, in a small six to eight room property that have separate sheets for every bed because it went with everything. Then they had to have every room clean because what if somebody walked in and wanted their king deluxe room? Well, then you had that backup sheet, usually three sets of sheets, so there was always backup. You could always make up that room. And that's another investment that you have to make up front that you might not have to if you decide to go with crisp, white, beautiful in every room. Right. And it's interchangeable. So any other topics that you feel passionate about? Well, I feel passionate about artwork in rooms because I feel as though we've had a a really, we've run into some lots of bare walls. When you walk into your guest room and you have that first moment, that first view should 
excite you. It should be appealing. And so often they're in rooms where there's no artwork on the wall or there's a big giant wall and there's a little tiny painting. So, and I'm not, I'm not even saying that you have to go out and buy tons of expensive artwork, but just something. And preferably something that addresses the area you're in or the, the region or the, the theme of the inn. But it, it doesn't it's have to be expensive. Yeah. situation. Not yeah. the Eiffel Tower and you're in and exactly. Savannah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But I feel like that's something that, um, and you can, we have a client from Shiloh Morning Inn in Oklahoma, and she goes to flea markets and she goes to thrift stores and she buys the most amazing artwork. And, you know, it might not be that fantastic by itself, but when you put a collection of them together over a bed or on a wall, it just adds such a warmth and such a sense of caring that I feel like you don't get in hotels. It's much more an individual and it's really appealing. It just feels homey. Another thing too, going to flea markets, you can get really well-priced artwork that yes. maybe you just need the frame. Exactly. And then right. you go buy a piece of artwork and put it in that mat and frame yep. where, you know, framing is so expensive. Yep. And now also in, you know, a lot of stores that we all go to, Home Goods and TJ Maxx, they have a lot of artwork now that it, you know, it might not be what you have forever, but exactly. a nice piece that you can get Adds started color. with. And I was going to also mention before I forget, because, you know, I tend to go off topic but we have a blog and when you talk about redoing rooms oh my gosh there are some really great blogs on some places we've been that have redone rooms and there's before and after pictures it, there's painting of furniture there's painting of there's walls a, there's, a, there's a blog there's a blog post about taking your own photos with your iPhone one of my favorite ones we send to people who first hire us is getting ready for the photographer it's not just about getting ready for us but what you do to get ready, let's say you're making a big investment in a photographer, what do you do? We've covered that a little bit today, but it's all in writing. It's quite extensive about all the things you should think about before cleaning the windows. You know, all the things you want to kind of as a checklist so that you make the most of that investment. So where do out. we find this blog? Oh, that's at jumpingrocks.com. And then there's a blog a blog area there. There's a lot of posts. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of posts on everything from food to decorating some good resource information there. But I just wanted to quickly uh, say as a general thing about how important photography is that, you know, we tell people this all the time. We see so many ends where we look at the websites, the pictures are really doing a disservice to the business. And we'll say, well, you know, you really need new pictures. And they'll say, well, I can't really afford them. And then they tell us all about the new patio they put in. And that's great. It's wonderful to have a patio. But the pictures to me are the goose that laid the golden egg. If you get the pictures, you will be able to build five patios and get a new car and just continually improve. But you have to have that first foundation of pictures because that's what brings people to your end. That's what puts money in your bank account and lets you do great things. At our end, that is the first thing we did was we started with pictures and then we were able to add rooms and then get pictures of those. And it just becomes a cycle that is We almost super our income in five years. And yeah. through things like marketing, smart choices like that. And we're, and also we work closely with consultants who helped us make these decisions. We didn't just pull it out of our head. We work with smart people. And unfortunately, photography falls under marketing and marketing tends to be the thing that gets neglected because you know, you've got a hot water heater or you've got a furnace you have to replace and you can always find the money for that because you have to. Well, you have to have the money for pictures too. And a website, and, of course. And a website. I mean, a website can be an expensive proposition. There, It runs the gamut. It can be tens of thousands of dollars or it can be thousands of dollars. But really, a website mainly needs to be a framework upon which you hang gorgeous pictures. And that's really all you need to and get started. And that's changed because 10 years ago, there was about the design of the website. Exactly. And, and even, getting to it, getting around the website. 
sitting around the website, and now that's really become where most people are doing template type sites. Almost all the leading designers are doing that, and there's a lot more investment in marketing that website. That's how people are spending the money, and in the photography. So the photography is what really sets it apart, not the design elements as much. Because exactly. the pictures are so large now, and on your phone, all it is is a picture. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of design there, so and that's why everybody's stuck. booking now right. on their phones. Well, this has been a fabulous conversation. I mean, the wealth of knowledge that our listeners are getting from this. <laughs> thank you. Is so thank fabulous. you for, and for thank asking you us. For, well, thank you for meeting with me. And I know I it's such a busy show. And I, I guess I would like to add, there is nothing like getting to one of these shows and talk about an investment. Um, yes. You know, you invest in photography and that's the, that's the theme of this conversation. But to get to come to one of these and hear the presentations by all the professionals that are here, it, I'm just always so, I hate the word blown away, but I am. Yeah, and it's invaluable. It, and talk to people who've done this for years. And, yes. You know, uh, smart people like Terry Hammer, who I think is doing something tomorrow. Who Herm, do, Herman Hill. Yeah, Herman Hill M, that have been doing this stuff for years yeah. and, ha- and done so many innovative things to talk to your peers that have been yeah. successful. And everyone's so, so generous with their knowledge. Yes. And, you know, for you all to be sitting here giving away knowledge that, you know, it's just, but that's the spirit it. of our organization and of our industry. And so thank you so much. And I just hope that I can continue to share great information through this podcast for years to come. And I'll well, be thank you. talking to you next year and Good. see what's new. Okay. Awesome. Right. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was recorded at the 2018 Knowledge Sharing Summit and Marketplace, which was developed and hosted by the Association of Independent Hospitality Professionals. We're pleased to welcome AIHP as a returning sponsor of this podcast. AIHP is not just an association, it's a collaborative community where members learn best practices, people share firsthand experiences, and together solve the complex challenges of being an innkeeper. Owning your own independent bed and breakfast or inn doesn't mean you have to go it alone. As a member of AIHP, you can take advantage of a wide range of valuable resources to help your business thrive. They create, develop, and host compelling, informative, and critical hospitality-related events for members, including webinars and the country's largest national innkeeping conference. They make it easy for you to realize your dream. For more information, contact the CEO, Rob Fulton, at 717-433-6813 or visit the website at www.independent-inkeeping.org. You've been listening to Inside Inkeeping, hosted by Megan Smith. Our show is produced by Katherine Hayes and Luke Stafford in partnership with InPartners, Mondo MediaWorks, and Megan Smith Consulting. You can find Inside Inkeeping on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe or stay in touch at InsideInkeeping.com. Thanks for listening.